Hi guys, I'm Sadie and this is Love What Luck, your weekly catch-up on all things dating, relationships and just life in general. I love love and I love some good girl talk. This is a judgment-free zone and there's never any holding back. So come join me every Tuesday and let's share the love. Hey guys and welcome to Love What Luck. All I have to say in my roundup of this week is I am going on holiday. <laughs> tomorrow and I am so fucking excited. It has taken over the whole week. Basically I was actually meant to be skiing this week but it got cancelled pre-Christmas because of Covid classic. Anyway that was with work, it was actually a work trip. That got cancelled, didn't really have any plans and then Matt comes home last week and he's like um, a few events have been cancelled in work, I can have a week off. And he's like I can have a week off now and then nothing until like July or something, we were like, right, oh my god, let, let's book a holiday, and only like, shall we, shall we, shall we, shall we, and we were like, fuck it, let's book a holiday, so obviously we need to go somewhere hot, I've literally sat in a court for like, well, all day today, and I swear it's been like for the last two weeks, it's getting to the point where I'm so cold, I'm putting a coat on indoors with the heating on, like, I'm on Zoom calls in work, I'm convinced that they think I'm like... <laughs> out walking or something and then just like running in for the zoom I'm like no no I'm just frozen no idea why anyway so obviously we need to look for somewhere hot I didn't want to go to Dubai again because obviously we went there on our last holiday like feels like not that long ago anyway we're looking for somewhere hot somewhere you know that fits right for us the outcome was so so random we booked a Caribbean cruise so I've never been on a cruise before. I've never wanted to go on a cruise before. But here I am, your girl, departing on ship um, from Sunday. <laughs> so, so, so random. But I can't wait. I think we were just like, we had a week's notice to book it. So you know what it's like when you're trying to book a holiday and you're trying to find somewhere and it was like so stressful. We couldn't figure out where to go. And then my friend's going on a cruise as well at the same time. And I was like, should we be looking at cruises? Like, they sound all right. Matt went on one years ago with his friend randomly. His friend, like, won money and booked them both to go on a cruise. Very randomly. Anyway, he said it was good. My mother and father have been on one. They said it's good. I'm like, all right, let's have a look. So we found this Caribbean cruise. It goes to Miami. We have a night in Miami, we've booked dinner there, can't wait because I went to Miami with my friend a few years back and loved it, like absolutely loved it, so so excited to go back there. We're there for a night and then we we go to our ship and we go to the Bahamas, we go to two places in Mexico, we go to Honduras, we got um, a horseback ride along the beach, like it's absolutely unreal. I'm so excited. We are well aware that the age group on the cruise is probably going to be 60 and above. I've got the most inappropriate outfits for a cruise. Half of my clothes that I ordered didn't come in time. Now when you're like, I had a week to book the holiday. My job is absolutely fucking crazy at the minute. I've never known an EA to be so busy. Like, it's mental. So trying to get everything sorted. I'm going to the Brits the day after I come back. So my friend's coming up to stay. So I've unnecessarily been redoing out <laughs> the spare bedroom. Just on top of it all to add it. Like we had a week to plan stuff. And one night I got Matt to take me to Dunelm Home Sense and Ikea. 
Like, why? Why did I need to spend my night home shopping, please? Ordering lamps and stuff. Anyway, trying to, cr- <laughs> to cram it all in. Ordered clothes. Uh, they am coming time. I've got a pair of shoes coming next week, which will be handy Um, when I'm not here. So, yeah, I've got, like, the most, <laughs> like, random stuff it feels. Like, really, like, overdressed stuff. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to be like. Me and Mac keep joking, like, oh my god, like, we're going to be dancing with Vera <laughs> on the ship. But you know what? I just can't wait. It feels just like a random adventure. It's going to be sunny. The boat looks amazing. It's got, like, Michelin star restaurants. It's got, like, 27 restaurants or something. It's insane. Obviously, we've got stop-offs in all those places. And, yeah, like, it just looks amazing. So... God willing, if all goes well, when this podcast episode comes out, I will be in the Bahamas, hopefully loving life with the stress of this week far, far behind me. So yeah, exciting times. Um, There's no visual for this week's episode because I had a home spray tan earlier, which is the best thing I've ever done, can I just say. I've never done it before and tell me why. Why have I always gone and travelled to a a tanning salon and then had to come back? Like, the shit I've gone through to get spray tans before, the one I did in the summer, I had to go and get my COVID jab straight after and I turned green. I turned literally green because I was sweating so much because it was the summer and I was stressed. And probably the tan was off because it was COVID and she probably didn't want to spend more money on tan, which, you know, fair enough. I turned literally green. This was amazing. I mean, I was still stressed. I was washing my hair, but that was just a personal thing. I wouldn't even go into it. But she just came, popped up her tent. We had a lovely chat. Her mother was from Wales. I always attract the Welsh. It's just around me. It's a vibe that I love and I I just will never get, get old of it. Get old of it? I will never get tired of it. It will never get old to me. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, Matt came in, opened the door. I was like, <laughs> when you stood there, just after you've had a spray tan in the underwear, I was like, um, hi, he can't get over the colour of me. He's like, you look ridiculous. <laughs> I'm like, just wait until it showers off tomorrow and then I'm this, you know, tanned person as if I've already spent a week in the Caribbean, you know? Anyway... That's enough about me and my holiday this week. Alongside um, booking that this week, I listened to the best podcast guys genuinely that I've ever listened to, apart from Love What Luck, of course. (laughs) It honestly was so good. Now, I think I've mentioned Stephen Bartlett before. I read his Happy Sex... Well, actually, I didn't read it. It was the audiobook Happy Sexy Millionaire in, like, a matter of days... Matt is sick of me talking about him. He's like, this does my head in. But I sent him the podcast. I was like, please, please, please listen to it. So basically, he did an episode. It's like over an hour long. But honestly, I want to listen to it again. I will probably listen to it again on the plane. Like, I just I just loved it. And I need to look into this guy more. So I don't actually know much else of what he's done other than the basics I've got from the podcast, okay? So his name is Mo Godat. Hopefully I'm saying that right. 
Um, he used to be the chief business officer for Google, and now he's an author of the book Solve for Happy, which, of course, I need to read immediately. The book basically outlines methods for managing and preventing disappointment, and it draws from a number of different philosophies and religions. Um, it said, although Bud- Buddhism, Stoicism, and mindfulness are central tenen- tenets. Hope I read everything right there. Yeah, I'm definitely going to read it and obviously I will let you know how it is. But yeah, he's just an amazing guy. And basically, what happened to him was he lost his son in 2014 and he, his son died having his appendix out, which is just so, so crazy. It's like the simplest operation. He said it can usually take like four to five minutes which blew my mind, I don't even know, well, I'm assuming that's true, (laughs) but he said that, like, four or five, like, catastrophic things went wrong, and he couldn't be saved, and he lost, he lost his son in, like, the most, you know, unnecessary and, like, shocking way, but it's basically how he's dealt with it, and how he lives his life, and, yeah, he's just amazing, so I've picked out some things that I think are relevant to the dating world obviously but basically the guy talks about how the brain works and he said that when you come into a problem one part of your brain solves it just does it and then the speech association part of the brain guys forgive me I hope I'm quoting everything right like if there's a scientist out there that's like what is the speech association part of the brain please you know, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a Mo Godat, but I know he said that the speech part of the brain, that's the important part, the speech part of the brain takes up to eight seconds to get that to you. So it basically turns the actions into words. And then of course these words become your thoughts. And he says, like, we glorify thinking so much, which we really do. Everyone says to be alone with your thoughts and to think about everything and, you know, mull everything over all the time, especially, can I say most girls? I'm sure guys do as well. But I feel like me and all my friends will say that we're overthinkers. We do it all the time, yeah? But he says that we, we think so much and, like, we glorify that so much that we believe that we're telling ourselves what to do and that like it's right and you know this is what's happening etc but that that's not always the case and actually the brain will just believe whatever you tell it which I've picked up on this before in like lots of books that I've read and it kind of goes down the route of like if you're telling yourself you're a failure you're ugly your partner doesn't love you your partner is I don't know, better than you, whatever. If you say that and you think that, eventually, you well, not even eventually, I think it's quite a quick, <laughs> quick thing. Your brain will just believe it. So, for example, if you're feeling insecure or you're feeling like your partner's hiding something from you or you're feeling like your partner can't possibly love you or, you know, be happy with you or, you know, wherever you're feeling your problem-solving thing might think, okay, I'm going to check their phone because that will solve the problem. I'm going to look through it and I'm either going to find out if they're doing something bad or if they're not. So you do that. You think that, you know, all these things are right and what you should be doing. 
you're going through the form but then of course your brain is like the thoughts are coming in and if you're in that space they're going to be negative anyway and even I feel like if there's nothing on the phone or even like if if you're not checking the phone but like the way they're acting is actually nothing wrong with it you're gonna turn at anything because you're almost like looking for it you and you you believe it already like by the time you get there you're already believing that they're doing something bad yeah so it's like wherever you find your brain if you're feeling negative thoughts you'll just believe there is something bad you'll just change wherever it is into something negative that supports your way of thinking in the sense of they're doing something wrong they don't love me and the guy Mo uses the example he says if your partner says something hurtful your brain will automatically assume they don't love you and that's something I don't know if you remember me saying in that conversations on love book I read and she speaks to a couples therapist and they basically said the same thing and that like 90% of the couples that come into therapy they believe that their partner doesn't love them but he gives what I think personally is like one of the best pieces of advice I've ever heard and it has stuck with me so clearly and I've already used it and I feel like no lie I'm going to continue to use it for the rest of my life like that's how strong I feel about it and now I'm passing it on to you. He said that when you feel that emotion, yeah, the negative emotion, I don't know why the only example I can give is if you think your partner's cheating on him. Like, what are the negative things to guys? Oh, see, no guys. Guys and girls, what are the negative things the partners do? Okay, you can think your partner doesn't care about you. So, for example, you've planned to go out for dinner and they've cancelled on you because they're tired or something has come up in work, wherever, and you think automatically, your brain thinks straight away, they don't care about me, they don't care about my feelings, they don't, they're not excited to be with me anymore, etc, etc. These are the three things you do, the three steps. The first thing you ask yourself, is it true? So the answer is obviously yes or no. The second thing, can you do something about it? And the third thing, can you accept it and move on? I swear to God, I find that, like, mind-blowing. It's so simple, but how true. Like, have we not all been there? Obviously, I'm only going to relate it to dating, but bloody hell, it works with everything, doesn't it? Like, it works in your job, works with your friends, it works, you know, when everything with your family, you can, your brain can go straight to, basically, jump into the worst conclusion always, yeah? like in terms of dating if I can try and think of like examples I remember <laughs> I remember um asking this guy out I'd never asked a guy out before but I really liked this guy and we'd already been on a date before like ages before I think and then I moved back to Wales and then I moved back up to London like it was one of those you know and I was like yeah yeah I'd seen him and you know, the girl's like, yes, yeah, ask him out, Trevor. I literally asked him out. I had to put my phone, <laughs> I had to put my phone on aeroplane mode, throw it across the room and be away from it. And my brain in that time was working like overtime. Like, 
obviously I was thinking, oh my god, he's not going to want to see me, or he's not going to respond, he's going to ghost me, and what am I going to do when I see him out, and like all the negative stuff that you can think of. How I wish I'd had this information then, because the first thing I could have asked myself was, is it true? I wouldn't even know. So it definitely wouldn't have been a yes, because how was I ever to know if it was true or not what I was thinking? So I would say, I don't know. Probably not, let's be honest. I'm not saying that about it, but you always think worse than what the other person's actually thinking, don't know. He might have, you know, if they didn't want to go on a date, it probably just, like, wasn't up for it, not because he thought that I was, like, an absolute loser, you know. Second thing, could I have done something about it? No. Also, no, I couldn't have done anything about it. I definitely could have done something about the way I reacted. I could have, um, you know, not put my phone on airplane mode and just left it there and, like, watched a film or, you know, tried to distract my brain. But in terms of, like, could I do something about, like, his reaction and waiting? No, I couldn't. So then I'd ask myself, well, can I accept you and move on? Well, obviously, the answer would have to be yes, because what am I going to do? Sit and wait, like, for a message and more if it never comes. You know, I feel like it can, it's so simply used. I feel like it can de-escalate any type of situation. Like, all being there, like, when you're texting somebody and you say something that's, like, a bit risky. Or even, like, more about, like, if you send, like, a sext or, <laughs> like, a nude. And know, like, when you have that moment when you're waiting for the response and you're like, oh, and you just automatically think bad things, don't you? Well, I don't know. I'm sure not everybody does, but... I certainly can, like, quite easily think bad things. It's just, like, that anticipation, in it. So, yeah, I'm going to tell myself this all the time. Is it true? Can I do something about it? Can I accept it and move on? And he basically says that, like, we have to dis- disassociate ourselves from our brain. So he literally calls his brain Becky, and he <laughs> addresses every thought that he has in his head. And he said, like, sometimes he can be sitting down and he'll have a thought in his head, like oh just about something usually in the past I should have done this I should have done that and he said that like hindsight chat is the absolute worst like it's your absolute enemy there's nothing you can do about the past hindsight chat is like where I spend a lot of my time or at least where I used to and yeah I mean what is the point of it what's the point of like after a date and then if it hasn't gone well and then you're telling yourself oh but what if I did this different and if this had happened and if I'd done this and what is the point? There's literally no point. So he says, like, when you start to have those thoughts, he literally says to himself, not now, Becky. <laughs> not that I'm suggesting we all do this, but I do think it's pretty good. He says, like, not now, Becky. I'm going to come back to you later. And he says he can, like, disassociate himself. But he said he's had to train himself to do it. So obviously I'm going to be doing this. And I'll, I'll come back at the end of the year as a monk and I'll tell you how it's gone on. But yeah, I thought that was really helpful. But then on the flip side, right, he's like this amazing guy and, you know, you can imagine, he talks about like all the way through about his amazing wife and how she's the best person in the world and the most beautiful person. You think, oh, do you know what? This guy's got to be like the most perfect husband, no? No, he only drops in mid-podcast that him and his wife of, I think it was like 28 years, split up. I didn't even know this guy. I don't know what he looks like. I don't even know his wife. When I tell you, I was hurting. I was hurting for the breakdown of this relationship that I knew nothing about. I was like, no more. Not you and your wife, please. Please, not after you lost your child. But basically, he said that's what did it. 
they lost their child and then their paths after it went so different like he's gone around the world and doing all these talks to help people and she's decided that she doesn't really want to go with him and she wants to focus more on her life but he's like we're still the best of friends I completely respect that you know for the breakup we hugged and we spoke it through and I was like good god like we all need more in our lives but yeah they were together for 28 years and they were childhood sweethearts and he said that he or they basically had to fall in love with each other six times over the 28 years which I thought was so interesting and I've like touched upon this before and it's like when you think about when I think about how different I was in my first relationship at 15 I think or 16 I just I'm a completely different person and imagine staying with the same person and I know so many people have done that and I just find it incredible like I actually know people that have stayed with the same person that they met in school and yeah, I think it's so interesting. Like this guy said, you know, that first person that he met was his childhood sweetheart and it was like young love and it was crazy love and perfect. And then they went to university and that was a different person. And he said they just had to fall in love over and over again, which is amazing. And now until they've got to this like last chapter, or at least maybe not the last chapter, maybe it's just the next chapter. And yeah, they've decided that, they're not on the right path together, which is super, super sad. Like, he said he's dating again and he's not having much luck. But, yeah, I find that amazing and so, so true. So, yeah, I feel like this is... I'm looking at the time. It's actually quite a short episode, but I'm like, what more can I give after that? Like, I honestly found this so transformative. So, hopefully, um, you guys feel the same. I'm officially going on holiday mode. Obviously, if you want to catch up, come see what I'm doing, come follow me at lovewhatluck or at Sadie Maltby on Instagram. I'm also going to be vlogging. I actually stuck to my word last week, you know, and I did actually edit all my January vlogs, so they are actually ready. But then I look back and I was like, does anybody actually want to see this? <laughs> like, there's one time I come back from Whole Foods and I'm like, show them what I bought, and I'm like, hmm... Do people want to see that? I don't know. But you know what? I stuck to my word. They're there. I've got, like, I don't even know how long the plane journey is tomorrow. I know it's probably long, though. So, who knows? They might be on there. But for sure, I'm going to vlog the holiday. If for nothing else but, like, my own, like, love <laughs> for myself and Matt and our holiday. I think, like, how fun to look back on. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to vlog that. And obviously, I'll keep you posted. Also, guys, if you could please, like, leave me a review. There's reviews available on Spotify now and on Apple Podcasts. And it, like, really helps podcasts to grow. I feel like I hate asking people to do anything for me, just, like, as the type of person I am, but I think, like, it's quite clear how much this podcast means to me. Like, I really love it, and I would just love for it to grow. So if you could leave me a review, a good review, please, because somebody did leave me one star before at the start, um, and, like, I know my editing was bad and stuff, but please give me a break. Also, I had my first hater this week, guys. (laughs) No, on me at love what like I post like little reels well I did one on x and I spoke about feet and I thought it was quite clear that I was joking because I'll tell anybody I've got the worst feet like I will literally hide them I took my nail varnish off my toes even saying those words makes me like vomit on this podcast I took them off my toes tonight and Matt noticed and I like hid them and I'm like mortified at it like 
I'm away. I I hate feet because of like I hate my own feet as well. Do you know what I mean? Anyway, I'm talking about feet on this ick reel. You've probably seen it. And this guy commented saying, um, Phew, dodged a bullet there. Why not look at your own flaws first, little Miss Perfect? And I was like, I'm sorry. Um, I got plenty of flaws, mate. Tune into the podcast, you'll hear me talk about them all for 25 minutes, like. And also, thank you for your sense of humour. I'm quite clearly joking. I don't know, he's probably, like, got trot, hasn't I touched a nerve, but... Yeah, I had my first hater this week. I was going to respond when I thought, you know what? Delete and block. Block out the haters. Bye-bye. Anyway, my point for that was, please leave me a nice <laughs> a nice review. Please don't leave me a bad review. Um, yeah, please leave, re- please leave me a review and subscribe if you're on Spotify. And yeah, it'll really help me. And I will speak to you next week if... All went well and I'm back from the holiday safely and I will fill you guys in on how it went. So speak to you then and have a good week. Thanks, bye.